Welcome to the Business Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. This episode is brought to you by Authors Unite. Authors Unite makes the process of becoming a published best-selling author as simple as sipping your morning cup of coffee. You can learn more about Authors Unite at AuthorsUnite.com. Now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Wendy Barber with us. She's from Napa Valley, the show that will bring you compelling stories directly from wine country. So welcome to the show, Wendy. Hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me in your show. I really, really appreciate it and can't wait to hear what this is all about. (laughs) Of course. Thank you for uh, coming on and we'll dive right in. So the first question I have for you is what's the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? So the best story from my life that has, what was that question again? Uh, what's the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Underlying valuable message. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. I know. I'm sure there's a lot flowing through. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to think of one. It can be a really good one. doesn't have to be the best. Okay, I'll tell you one. And it's just something that just because I just got up, got back from, from Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. Mm. Um, and the, one of the things, you know, that he mentions is that everything's in the state of mind. And if you believe it, you can make it happen. Um, and then when I remember when I was in, you know, I, I'm from Venezuela. I, we moved in, the, in 89. And the reason we moved is because our country was going through um, a coup. Um, so we were having a lot of insecurities. My mom and I were just there by ourselves. My dad had already moved to the United States. And... We wanted to make a better life, um, but apart from that, we also wanted to feel safe. My dad honestly thought he was just going to be in the States for a few years and then come back to Venezuela. Long story short, after the coup um, that Chavez had, we ended up uh, moving. Like Literally within months of that coup, uh, my life changed completely. My mom was um, an accountant, uh, CPA in Venezuela, and at, at the level that she was, she's like she was really high level um, on the like the right-hand side of the CEO and, you know, the company, they trust her completely. And the reason I'm saying this is because our lifestyle was completely different. Um, you know, we, on weekends, we will go to the beach. We will go, there's so many things to do in Venezuela. Um, we had, you know, we had the luxury to go to the beauty salon. In Venezuela, everybody gets their nails on their hair done multiple times a day. Like, mm. the, the lifestyle was very different. Um, and then when we moved to the States, we started from scratch. When I'm telling you from scratch, it's like one thing is, you know, in English, when you're going to school there, it's like the color is yellow. The house is big. But when you're here, it's different. Um, You're not going to have a conversation that way. And my mom had to, at the age of 40, that's when she moved to the States. When we moved to the States, she had to start from scratch. So seeing my mom from this high level, senior executive, that everybody's admiring her, um, and then having her for her daughter sacrifice her career um, to give me a better life and start from the bottom. And when I'm telling you from the bottom, my mom cleaned houses, she babysit, 
she worked for Dunkin' Donuts, like stuff that I've never seen. And I'm sorry, but this is like, it's very emotional for me. Mm. Uh, but I remember like we had, we had, um, we didn't have a car. This is how bad it was. Because like my mom was trying to save everything, you know, and my, my dad too, like we only had one income, um, you know, babysitting, cleaning houses doesn't give you that much. So she was very, very, very particular how to budget herself for the first for the next two years because we didn't know how things were gonna go and we were also on a on a she was on a work visa or some sort of visa i forgot but so anyways um i remember i was walking i and we were walking for miles like coming out of out of the mall um and this was a new mall that was just started in, in miami in florida actually in um fort lauderdale it's called sawgrass and I wanted to go to that mall so bad because everybody talked about it. We got on the bus, we got on the wrong, off on the wrong exit. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. It's freaking 90 degrees in Florida. So imagine walking one block in 90 degrees. It's, 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 it's hell. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just so, so like, you know, I'm like, I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. I have to go to the, I remember this like so clearly. And then uh, we stopped like at a one, and it was a complex, a resident complex. And I said, mom, do you see those houses there? We're gonna live there. And I'm telling you this, we're like state home. It's just like, guys, Randy, no, like we can't afford that. I'm like, nope, we're gonna live there. And it was a complex that had just gotten started. Um, five years after, my parents were able to afford and we ended up moving in that complex that I said, we're going to live there. My mom ended up like learning English. She would go to class at night. Um, and, and, um, my dad ended up, he was working in New York in IBM. So he moved down to South Florida. My mom ended up working for Jamville marketing, which by then they were the ones that would handle mayors, um, like mayors jewelry store. And she started in the accounting department. Well, she started as a clerk, but then they saw how she quickly moved up and learned that she was just data entry. I mean, how much she knew about accounting and then she got into the accounting team. So that story there, I because it's really in the state of mind. And if my mom wouldn't have, you know, succeeded in our state of mind would have been like, no, we're not going to make it. It's not going to, where no one's going to like hire her, you know, because she has a broken English or whatever. If that would have been our state of mind, my mom, and if I wouldn't have dreamt that's where I'm going to live, I don't think we would have advanced of how we've advanced, how, what we have today. Mm. That's my story. No, <laughs> and I'm got emotional. No, no, it's fine. Thank you so much. Uh, for sharing that and that, you know, it's fine to get emotional. I, I would too. Um, so, uh, yeah, the next question I have for you is what's the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry. So what's the most valuable piece of information within my industry or expertise? Okay. So, um, and I'm just relating because I've been going through a few different conferences. I usually start out the year going through different conferences just to know what's going on. Um, I would say in the past three years, um, I've, been, I've been getting more um, knowledge on how to drive social media for our business and our growth. I have a sales and marketing background, work for GE and Coke, managing Latin America. 
and so sales to me comes like it's just in my DNA. But um, but as far as marketing, you know, I've always had a marketing team that I executed ideas. And nowadays, you kind of have to own up to your own marketing too. Meaning, like anyone that has a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn profile, you're already out there as an influencer, as a marketer. Um, so I wanted to like really understand and hone into all the tactics of technology. And one of the things that I can say is like we're all out there as broadcasters. So make sure that you're out there understanding which is you may just like one, you may just like LinkedIn, or you may just like Twitter, whichever it is, but really understand how you can make the best because that is your brand. Whether you have a business or you don't, that really becomes just your brand and like branding yourself. Mm. Um, and that's that's like one one of the things that I would have to I hope I answered that question. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I agree. I mean, everybody's, I follow Gary V with this and like everybody uh, is like their own media company now, um, in my opinion. So uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. The next one is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, Oh, okay. I would say, um, I would say I should have negotiated for the salary that I wanted, not the salary that was given to me when I started at, at General Electric. Mm. Um, I should have pushed for a bigger salary. Mm, I like that. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, and so going a different, a little bit of a different path in your opinion, what's the key to happiness? I think happiness really comes down to being to doing the stuff that you love. I think when we stop doing the stuff that we love because we're we like it's so easy to say I'm busy, I don't have time. Um, somehow, whenever you start putting that into your life, you become a happier person. Um, for the last year, we ended up my husband and I ended up buying um, his practice. He's an endodontist, and we bought his practice here in Napa. And I'm telling you, for like almost an entire year. We gave up the gym. We gave up weekends because we're working on weekends. And I felt like it was so such a merit for us to own our practice. But at the same time, it felt like we were not ourselves. Mm. So starting this year, I'm like, we got to go back to the gym. Actually, before the year started, I'm like, we went back to the gym. We would go back to doing things we love, spending time with friends. And once you start plugging things that you love, you become a better person and somehow things just whatever's going to happen is going to happen but it kind of like flows on its way and you're able to see other things differently because your mind is concentrating in other areas like you're either moving your body or working out or if you're out with friends you're like it's you, your mind needs that break so as long as you're doing things that make you happy you know i would say that that's kind of key to, to life and um What's your favorite quote and why? Oh, I have a lot of favorite quotes. Yeah, if you have a few, that that's fine. Whatever your, <laughs> your top ones, top uh, ones. Oh, shoot. Um, oh my gosh. I can't. Oh my gosh, Tyler! I wish you would have told me this. It's um, <laughs> <No>, hard. <laughs> Um, trying to think. Um, and if it's not like the exact wording, that's okay. 
Um, oh my goodness. This one is a stumper. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I, I mean, there's some that I can think that are inspirational, others, others that I can think that are, you know, I would say something, um, it's a Paulo Coelho quote, Paulo Coelho, um, and it's nothing in this world happens by chance. And I really think so. I think that you know, you, there's a reason why you stumble to, to meet those people in life. Mm. There are other, you know, give you tips in life or challenges and, and make you a better person. And thank you so much for coming on, Wendy. The last question I have for you is where's the best place for people to find you online? So you can find me on Facebook as Napa Vale or um, Instagram as Napa Vale Girl. And um, we're, I'm actually going to be launching the, my new podcast coming in April. And it's um, the, the website is NapaValle.com. So it's V-A-L-E. And it's a play around with words. So for Latinos or Hispanics, uh, Vale, it's an affirmation. So it's like Napa Vale, like Napa, why not? So that's where the, the Oh, word. that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and everyone listening, make sure once that shows live, make sure to check out uh, Napa Valley, V-A-L-E, right? Yeah, V-A, V-A-L-E, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks again for coming on, Wendy. All right. Thank you, Tyler.